Information is the most powerful thing you will ever get. Uh, I, I think that we all have greatness in us. And I think that most people don't know how to be an advocate for their life. You're listening to the Almond Gunner Experience Podcast, powered by Astoria. Now here's your host, Greg Dorsey. It's the Almond Gunner Experience. We're laying it down at the Astorio office, coaches in the house, and I, I got to just jump right into this because you dropped that our MVP. Yes, sir. Uh, we, we don't usually start the show with this. No, 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 no. We we're going to flip the script here a little bit. Yeah. MVP for the word fierce. Serena Williams. Bro, let me tell you something. If, if you say that word, and you don't see an image of Serena Williams, you're sleeping. You're sleeping. Because to me, that word is the epitome of being focused and being competitive. And I would put her up against any athlete, any person, when it comes to being fierce. She understands it. She gets it. She's always focused, always driven. But she's competing against herself. Like, so when they're talking about her age, when they talk about... Serena don't even hear that stuff, man. She doesn't even hear that stuff. She just keeps coming. That's, that's to me, like, being fierce, man, is about... How do I say focused? Think about that. Every day, trying to be in this hunter mentality. It takes a lot of focus to wake up in the day and go, hey... So, I'm going to kick my own ass today. To be that focused every single day for week after week, month after month, year after year, they keep asking the question. Every tennis tournament, man, especially when there's a major on the line, right? You know, what is Serena going to do? Like, like, I mean, when is she going to stop? You, you, you always got to factor her in. You know, they're like, oh, well, she's been injured. Oh, she's been this. But you got to factor her in because you know she's coming and she's going to be focused and she's going to be competitive. And so when, when we decided, you know, to come up with the word fierce, I mean, there's, I mean, instantly, there was no one else. Instantly, I knew who it had to be. When I picture Serena, first of all, watching her in the U.S. Open, uh, win the U.S. Open after having a baby... <laughs> And, 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 you know, when you say she's focused, I, I see, compared to anybody else, she is, she's uber focused. But I also see these moments where she gets in her own head. Yes. And she has to sort through some things. So she regroups. She kind of, you know, will step away. She'll breathe. She'll do some different things. But what, what it makes me think about, though, is what I picture is her parents. I picture her dad. Mm-hmm. And I picture all the training when, the, mm-hmm. when, when Serena and Venus first started to come into the limelight a little bit, and you saw the interactions with her dad. And I wonder how voices and the thoughts that you have play into focus and all that. Listen, I, I you know, one of, one of the, the gemstones that we talk about, one of the first ones out of the, the bat here when it comes to being fierce is, I think the words that we say and the words that we hear, they are the defining moments for us. I mean, those are the most important things when it comes to our focus, right? Because the game's always played between your ears. It's never not going to be played between your ears. It's this picture that you constantly play for. And I've said on the show many times that, you know, you ultimately become what you continue to see and what you continually hear. So if you're 
talking to yourself and you're putting bad stuff in, you're going to get bad stuff out. So when things start to fall off the rails, you know, I always say stop. I always say the number one thing you can do when things are not going the way you planned them to go is to stop and to breathe. And the reason being is, is because if you can breathe, you know you're alive. And that's what you're trying to get back to. You're trying to get back to that feeling of being alive. So that's why, just stop, breathe. And once you can recognize that you're breathing, then you're like, okay, listen, we both play football, and I know we both have had this happen. We have both had the wind knocked out of us, right? Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. It doesn't matter how big or how bad you are. Yes. Nothing will bend you if, over. If, like if you play football. It doesn't matter. Same reaction, no matter what size, exactly. how great of an athlete. And when the wind leaves your body and you realize that it is gone, man, the first thing that a trainer does to someone, they, they grab you by the pants and they start to lift you up. And what are they saying? Breathe. And when you realize that you can now catch a breath, you're like, okay, I'm good. We 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 gonna be <laughs> good. Gonna be okay. We we gonna be good. Mm -hmm. So I so you know, the challenge that I throw out to people all the time is when you're in those moments that it's not happening the way you want it to happen, just step back, breathe. The words in your in your head should be words that are centered around trust my training. Trust all the conversations that I've had about being great. Trust all the work that I put in. That's where you got to go. That, that, listen, if everything you say may or may not be true, make it true. It's easy to go to the negative pool. But the problem is if you go there, you're probably going to stay there. So that's why I want you to stop, step back, take a deep breath. Recognize that you're breathing. Recognize that the words that you're hearing is about, yep, you can do it. You are somebody. You are great. You train to be great. This is the moment that you wanted. Those are the things that you need to focus on. And see, and those are the things that I see Serena do. You, you see it, man. You see it when she gets angry. She cracks the, but then she steps back. And then, you know, what? I always go, when she goes into that, that, that mode, the person on the other side of that, oh, it's getting ready to be on. Yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. when she regroups, it's like, oh, oh boy, that's that's probably not going to work out too well for you. And, and so the starting point is is defining your mission, your vision, your everyday value, as you mentioned here. So so one of the things I notice is a trend is affirmations. Yes. You see a lot of those online. Yes. And uh, on YouTube, and they're great. Um, but what I've found is that. If you spent a number of years hearing a certain voice, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how great those affirmations are. If they're coming from a stranger, a stranger's voice, it might feel good for the moment, but it doesn't really leave a lasting impression. Well, you know what I call that is I call that a, a quick high mm -hmm. and then a quick fade. Mm -hmm. I think when you when you you're dialing into affirmations, it's important for it to be someone you trust. And, and when I think of that, I say, you got to trust yourself. There you go. The affirmations need to be yours. Like, they can't just be words. You know, and, and, and we get people that, you know, they, they read affirmations every day or affirmations are sent to them every day. But are they just words? Mm. You know, which, which when I talk about the second gemstone, what do I talk about? I talk about 
First of all, you got to make your words clear and concise, right? But then you have to bring them to life. Yeah. You have to do them. So if I'm going to have these positive affirmations in my life, well, that's good. Yeah. But am I living those? Mm. Am I bringing those to life? Can people see that in me? Yeah, I mean, if you if you wake up in the morning, have this awesome affirmation, and then the first few actions in your day do not validate those affirmations, you're reprogramming yourself. Well, it's rework, right? Yeah. It's just going to be rework. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I mean, you can tell yourself what you want to tell yourself. But if you're telling yourself something good, and then you're not actually doing the work to bring that to life, then there's going to be the problem. You know, a couple weeks ago, we talked about one of the most important things to do is what? Set the agenda for your day. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to start off with a positive affirmation, that means that I'm trying to set this agenda for the day. Then I can't let anything mess with that. Yeah. Well, and I told you one thing I started doing when I get home, having three daughters, having an amazing family. I come home and I look at everybody and, and... you know, they've probably been putting in work all day. Yep, yep, yep. But my impression is that they're either watching TV or on their phone. And so I might complain about that or right. I might, you know, you know, give a little snarky comment or something. What I found is that I get to model that. So, <laughs> listen, if it frustrates me or if it's something that's a trigger for me, I'm going to put my phone away. So I've started putting my phone in a basket every day I come home from the moment I step in to the moment I go to bed. That phone lives there, and it's changed me. They don't have to change it. Th- like, they're they're doing just fine. I come in, and they're like, we got this worked out. Right. Okay, we, we are unwinding. This right. is what we're going to do. Right. You don't need to judge it. Right. What you need to do is figure out what you're going to do. Right. Nobody's saying that. Right. But, it, but I understand in my right. mind, look, work it out for yourself. Get yourself disciplined first. Right? Well, you know, we talk about being an advocate for your life, right? Yeah. See, and this is the thing. I Explain think, that. What, what does that mean? I, I, I what does that mean to be an advocate for your advocate, life? Being an advocate, it's about the decisions that you're making about your life, right? If I want people to be better, I, I got to show them. I, I got to show them what it can look like, feel like, taste like. So if the kids unwind by, by, by looking at their phones or doing on their phones and you walk in the door and that rubs you wrong, right? Well, first of all, the, the best way to show them something different. Remember, it's about painting a picture in someone's head, right? It's putting your phone in a box. Because then, ultimately, the conversation is going to come around. They're going to say, Dad, why do you always put your phone in a box? And then this is your moment. This is a teaching moment. And the teaching moment is this. Because I want to be here. I want to be present in this moment. Because if you guys need me, I want to, I want to be here. Yeah, and, and, the, and the phone is just an object, right? So... The key, the one thing I realized quickly is the phone becomes something else if I'm not actually committed to the purpose. If, That's it. Which goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. Define your mission, your vision, why you're doing what you're doing, right? And know it. And, and, and be able to be clear and concise when you have to explain it to someone else. Mm. Especially to kids. Mm. If they're going to ask you the question, you better, you better be clear and concise on how you're going to give them the information. Because remember now, once you give the information, they're responsible for it. Mm. Don't money it up. You can't. Yeah. You got to be crystal clear mm. so they know. 
you know, so with my own kids, I used to have this thing to where when I was saying something that I felt that was really important, you know, something that I really needed them to dial into, you know, what I would say to them is, look, look at me now. I need you to look at me. Because what I wanted to make sure is we establish a connection. And that's that eye contact, right? Because I needed to make sure that we're, I'm going to be clear and concise on what I have to say to you at this moment. And it was important. It was important because once I said it, now you're responsible for this information. So we don't need to have this conversation again. We, this, this is not going to be a rework conversation. So I think, you know, again, you, you have to model the behavior. You, you, whatever you want to see in the world, it must first start within yourself. And that's the part of, of, of being an advocate. You know, be, you don't know what you want. And, and, you know, as Malcolm would say, when you believe in something, you better believe in it enough to die for it. Mm. Model the behavior. Model the behavior. And, and what you do matters. It always matters. And your words really matter. Mm. They really do. So the clearer you can make it, mm. the more concise you can make it, the better off everybody's going to be. Well, and you're keeping it simple for yourself. Oh. I mean, you're setting yourself free in one instance. Yes. And you're not trying to burden somebody else by setting yourself free. No. You've made it clear. You both have clarity. Clarity is power. All day, every day. All day, every day. So what's the first thing uh, that, that we need to do to, to become or, or maintain uh, ferocity, to be fierce? <laughs> well, look, you know, my papa used to say, look, man, you got to eat that frog. You know, if, you, if you're going to stay fierce, if you're going to stay competitive, when you wake up to set your agenda, that thing that you're dreading the most, you, you got to eat it up, brother. You got to go ahead and devour that. You got to get that out of the way. Because if you don't, it's just out there. And all day, no matter what you're doing, no matter how much success you're having on the front end of your day, that thing that you dread the most is still out there. That's the frog. That's the frog. The, the thing that you know you got to get done. But you're dreading it. So by the time you get to it, if you don't take care of it on the front end, man, that frog done became an alligator. Isn't it a little bit about uh, energy, too, when you think about that? Totally. You've already, put, you've already made it bigger in your mind. So you've made yourself smaller and yes. bigger. Yes. So you've lost momentum because you didn't just go ahead and tackle it first. So, you know, ultimately for me, I was like, oh, my God, I, I get it. Okay, I know what my papa's saying. What he's saying is this. Man, if you go ahead and wake up and you hunt that thing down that you really don't want to hunt down, go ahead and hunt it down and eat it. Your day can only get better. You're you going to go to bed with a better day. Whereas if, if ultimately sometimes what happens is we don't eat that thing right out of the box. It stays out there. We don't eat it at the end of the day. Now we go to bed knowing that we didn't eat it, knowing that tomorrow it's going to still be. Man, the energy has gone. Like you're up all night, you can't sleep because you know, because you know you took a playoff. See, when we talk about always give effort, that's what we're talking about. I mean, sometimes you have to give that effort to some stuff that you don't want to give it to. You're like, man, you mean, God, we, we got to do this? Yeah, we, we, we got to do this. And then once you've eaten it and it's done. Oh. <laughs> Oh. This wasn't all that bad. No, when we really think about it. No, you, yeah, you, you know, I I laugh. In, sometimes. in fact, you can, you can slap a little, you know, 
Put bacon cinnamon, on it. Cinnamon that, butter what, on what it and I, some bacon. What <laughs> I say, you know, bacon make everything better, right? So when you got to eat that thing you don't want to eat, man, wrap it in bacon. <laughs> wrap it in bacon. That's it. There you but go. But most of the time, and, and we talked about this, right? We talked about this last week when we were talking about fear, is sometimes, man, we make these things so big where as you just go, what's the worst thing going to happen? Yeah. Man, you end up chasing the fear away. Mm-hmm. So that so that frog, man, you you end up, man, he he, he jumped right in the pot. Mm. He just jumped right on in the pot. Mm. But you have to go at it. You have to be willing to do it. That's part of being fierce. That's it, man. No if, doubt. If you can eat that frog, Ooh. you're gonna compete. Yes, sir. You are gonna compete all day, every all day. day. All day, every all day. Because on the back end, you got them, brother. Yep. And then you say once you identify and name the problem, it's solved. Well, think about it, man. The reason that most people don't like to identify the problem is because now they're responsible for it. You, you either going to get something done about it or not, right? So nine times out of ten, if you have the intestinal fortitude to at least admit that this is a problem, man, you halfway to solving that thing because you've identified it. Like, like, think about every program that tries to help you get past something. It says, you know, admitting it is the first step, right? So if you can identify it, and that means you can recognize it. If you can recognize it, oh, that means you can do something about it. See, I always say this when, you know, especially when I'm working with student athletes, right? Is once I give them some information, you know, I'll, I'll say, hey, listen, your first step is off. This is what you're doing. And they're like, no, coach. I'm like, okay. But then you video it. So they see it. So now in their head, okay, we've identified it because now I can see it. You know, most people won't believe it until they can see it, right? So once they see it, now they're responsible. So now they will put in effort to solve it. So just by identifying a problem, it almost instinctively make you go, okay, I got to work on that. I got to make that better. I got to figure that out. So that's why you encourage people, identify it. Well, to your point, it's solved. So yeah. you literally just have to walk it out from point A to point B. Okay, here's here's the problem. The solution is not allowing that problem to persist, wiping it out, eliminating it. Here's how I'm going to do it. Just, exactly. Just point A to point B. Well, and then, you know, and then part of that was what? You, you trust, trust your training. Trust your instincts. Mm. Mm, yeah, don't don't try to go in there and try to complicate. No, it. that goes back to muddy in the water. Keep it simple. Because I think that happens too. Is a lot of times you might be clear and concise, then you doubt. Well, and, and usually you doubt because it's not going the way you want it to go at the moment you want it to go that way. See, so you have to know that patience is a big part of this. That's where trust in the training is just so so huge. You know, I have a student athlete that's so funny, uh, and she's going to know when I tell this story exactly who I'm talking about. She's amazing. And, and, and I say to her, you know, okay, so let me, let me understand this. You, you, you get to this moment to where you're doing great. You're there with the pack, and then you decide that you want to make a move to surge to the top. But when you decide to do that, it doesn't happen in your time frame. And because it doesn't happen in your time frame, now you think it's not going to happen, and you just fade. So in other words, what you're telling me is you're not trusting your training. Because in the same breath, you tell me that the people that surge your head are people that you're better than. So what else can it be? You've got to be patient. 
Just because it hasn't happened doesn't mean it will not happen. So um, we were talking about, you know, when you take a moment to recognize a problem or an obstacle, um, sometimes it's just about engaging. Yeah. Being in the moment, right? Well, I, I, I think that the thing about being fierce is that you have the ability to not only be in the moment, to not only be present, but you have the ability to want to be nowhere else. Mm. See, that's two different things. Like, mm. I can be in the moment, but I'm still thinking, ah. I'm going back to Serena. Yes. I, that, that's what I, the picture in my head goes back to Serena, where she's got to block out every distraction. She's down in the count, whatever it is. You just got to want to be there. You got to want to be there and be nowhere else. And be nowhere else. You, 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 you got you to say, not on a sandy beach. No, no. Not, not in the it, sunshine and your cozy sheets, whatever it is. Think, think about how many times you've heard the analogy where there's a guy, you know, time's running out on the clock and he hits this big shot or he scores this touchdown or hits one out or, or they hit a goal and then you interview him and, and, and they literally say, I have played this moment in my head so many times as a kid. That's what that... I think that when it's hot, that's when you, like, I don't want to be anywhere else. Because this, this, I train for this moment, baby. This, listen, I know how the outcome of this is supposed to be. So it's not enough to be present. you got to also want to be nowhere else. Like, nowhere else. This is where I want to be. What's the next gemstone, Coach? I, I mean, <laughs> right now you, you are serving it. You know, listen, man. I got to be honest. This is the only place I want to be. I don't want to be anywhere else. But you are turning the well, heat up well, right yeah. now. Well, look, because we talk about being fierce. And that's hot. You, you know, that, that's not for everybody. Everybody can't be fierce like that all the time. That's why I love those lions, baby. Never taking a day off. Always giving effort. Every day is game day. That's how they roll. If you're on a Serengeti. That's the only way you're going to survive. If the pride got to be on the move, the pride is on the move. But it does what it has to do. So, listen, gemstone number six. Now, now this one right here is crazy because when people, I say this one here, people are like, man, coach, you nuts. You got to not only master courage, but you have to master the courage enough to interrogate the reality of yourself. Like, you, you got to be able to look in the mirror and you and, and, and you gotta be able to say, you know what, G man, you you not mm -mm. you're not making this happen. And the reason you're not making this happen is because you're trying to stay comfortable. See that 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 look, this whole conference zone thing, if you can't play outside, if you can't interrogate yourself through that, and you know, again, my mother says it only takes about 20 seconds of courage for you to get on the other side to be successful. Okay, so let, let me back up here. You said being fierce requires that you master the courage to interrogate your reality. That's right. Master, <laughs> courage, interrogate reality. Hey, think, think, about, think about how many times you've had a conversation with somebody who's telling you that they're going to do something, and you say, man, what planet you on? 
You're not even being real right now. I don't care who's listening right now. You you have to be uncomfortable where you are sitting yeah. right now. Oh, no doubt about it. But what did I say? Leave the bubble. You got to leave your bubble. Mm. If you can't, G-Money, come on, baby bro. If you don't have the courage to interrogate your own reality, you're not going to get there. See, but that's where that judgment thing come in. That's why we always judging other people, right? My mother said, you better sweep around your own doorstep before you try to sweep around someone else's. That means master the courage to interrogate your reality. <laughs> you know, that whole, you living in a glass house throwing stones, right? Uh, interrogation is not a light word, though. I mean, no. Interrogation, you flip that light that's on. Right, that's everything right. Everything else goes that's away. That's right. That's you right. Analyze, you you, ask, our, you yeah. ask the difficult questions. Yeah, 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 no doubt. That, you you standing there in front of that double mirror, you have people on the other side looking at you. So when, what, are, what are some of those questions? Like, I mean, could it be as simple as, is this real or not? Yeah. It, it, very simple as that. Like, first of all, is what I'm saying right now even doable? If, if what I say I want for my life, do I really want that for my life? Do I really want it for my it, life? It, 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 it's like when a, when a student athlete says to me, you know, especially when they're 13, 14, you, you ask them questions about, okay, so where do you see this going? I want to be a D1 athlete. You've heard me say it. Mm, You've seen me say it. Here it comes. Do you even know what you're saying right now? Mm. That's what I say. Right. Well, do, what, 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 what comes to mind for me is what your dad would say to you. What are you willing to give up? What are you willing to give so up? So you want to interrogate, what are you willing to give up? What are you going to sacrifice? Because I Interrogate promise you, the reality. I promise you, to be successful, oh, you're going to give up some stuff. It, it's going to happen. Oh, you, I promise you, you're going to let some stuff go to be successful. I don't know, Coach. Why don't Why don't we just put a button on it? Like, put a put a bow on this thing. No, man. Wrap it up, Coach. Uh -uh. No, no. Come on, wrap no, it up, Coach. Because no. listen, I I wouldn't be doing our listeners justice if I didn't give them the last gemstone. You know what I'm saying? We you, you, we, we 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 wouldn't be doing them right, and we we got to do them right because they're part of the nation, brother. That's it. That's, That's the it. body three hundred. So it. you can't leave them, you know, propped up. I got to make sure they got the foundation all the way under. That's it. So check out this last one. Icing. Your success is a byproduct of your decisions. The greatest competition is always within yourself, man. You got to focus on mastering yourself. See, because whether you succeed or fail, it's all based on decisions. So I'll go back to Serena again. Do you ever wonder if she pictures herself on the other side of the court? Oh, no doubt. That'd be kind of crazy. No doubt. That's the thing about tennis. No you doubt. can do that. Because yeah, you know? in her head, she's like, okay, what would I do? Yeah. How, like, how would I play this? Yeah. See, that's part of that interrogation, right? See, and when you're a person like she is, and you know how fierce you are, see, I think what really makes her so great is because she does look on the other side of the net, and she does go, if that was me on the other side of the net, I know what I would give. I know what I would sacrifice. I know how hard I would play. So she has to give that kind of effort. Maybe that was in a Nike commercial and I didn't just come up with that, but well, I, that's what I see. No, I mean, think <laughs> about it. If it wasn't, it should be a Nike think commercial. Think about it. <laughs> yeah. when, when, when you know, when you can take it, when you're, when you're in it, yeah. 
and, and you're looking at you and knowing what you're willing to give and what you're willing to sacrifice. See, that's what makes competition. That's when you go to the next level. When you have two individuals or two teams and they're going at it, that's what made that whole Celtic Laker thing so good. The whole Ali Frazier thing so good. The whole Chris Everett, uh, Loder is so good, right? Is because when you're going up against the best that you know is just as fierce as you are, that's put it in just as much as you put it in, man, it can't help but be a beautiful game to watch. That's a beautiful game. That's a beautiful thing to watch. When you have just two absolute gladiators going, okay, this going to boil down to the last person standing. And if you've trained and you're prepared and you're committed, ah, you never lose. You never lose because you gave effort the whole time. Your attitude was good. Doesn't matter what the school board say. There's nothing more. That's what it's all about. It's like my little, my little guy, Austin, man. So Austin tomorrow graduates from the University of Florida. And he had these two big tests. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> he had these two big tests, uh, one last week and one yesterday. And, and, and ironically enough, it was in two classes that his advisors say, you never take together. So ultimately what happened is, you know, <laughs> when, when it got down to it, these two classes were left. I mean, and, and so it's kind of like, so do you take four classes and, and, and wrap this thing up, or do you take three and you have one left? I mean, the advisor said, well, no one really takes these two. I was like, well, no, I'm taking these two, right? So, you know, as he getting down to this thing, I said to him, Osman, do what you've always done. Good attitude, good behavior, 100% effort. You never fail. Like, like what's going to happen? I said, so I said, what's the worst thing going to happen? He goes, well, yeah, I just end up having to take a class in the summer. Well, you're going to be there for another year anyway. So, so it's, it, that's what I'm talking about. When, when, you, when you're all in, when, when you're there, when you're present, and there's nowhere else you'd rather be, Man, how can you lose? So, of course, he knocked him out of the park. So, you know, tomorrow I'll, I'll be down to that God-forsaken place called the University of Florida. God bless and, it, man. God bless and, it. God bless and, it. And he's, he's going to roll out of there. He's going to roll out of he's there roll at, out at of 21 there. years of age. Yeah. So he, he's yeah. done his job. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, the, the tension we talk about, you point out, between – your destiny, your destiny, the conflict, and what other people say. Yes. So when Osman walks out of there, he's walking into his destiny. He's, he's, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like in a yes. lot of ways, look, I don't know his heart, but I, but I, I mean, I feel like I do. Honestly, oh, yeah. I feel like I know no, his you heart. Do. You do. You do. <laughs> but for me to be able to see his growth in a short period of time, to know. Uh, really where his focus is and to hear on a daily basis oh yeah the stories and 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 the he's, uh, the he, fulfillment of purpose that I see in, in his young life and and I see that in a lot of people around me it's amazing yeah you know with him I've always said I'm not real sure 
what he'll end up doing, but whatever it is, I'm not afraid because he's going to be successful. He, he's, you know, when we talk about being an advocate for your life, I can honestly tell you that that little guy, he heard those words and he said, okay, watch me. Mm. I mean, he, he transferred to University of Florida on his own. His mother and I were like, you're doing what? Like, he, I mean, literally his, his academic career, I mean, since he went to high school, has truly been his. Like, we've just sat back and go, okay. I mean, and, and, he's, and he's fought for it. He's been willing to fight for it. And, and, and one of the things that I've encouraged my kids to do is, look, this is not about what I want for you or your aunts and uncles or grandparents want for you. It's about what you want for yourself. And me as your father, I don't have to agree with what you're doing. But if you're happy and you're serving people and you're being productive, that's, that's all I care about. That you're kind, that you have a good heart, that you know what it is to serve and to love unconditionally. So, so you know, I, I'm grateful, man. I, I told you that every day, bro, I, I'm, just, I'm just thankful. And I'm going to continue to be grateful and obedient because that's what it's all about. So, you know, to our listeners, here's what I encourage you to do this week. Man, be fierce. Be, be fierce in your words. Be fierce in your action. Realize that whatever you want, you can do. You just have to be clear, concise, define it, see it, then do it. Trust your training. Surround yourself with the right people, man. That, that's part of community. Put yourself in the heart of the community. And whatever you want your community to be, you be it first. You be it first. That's how we roll, man. Look, the 300 know how we feel about it, but we're building this nation brick by brick, person by person. And it's only getting better. So always give effort. Every day is game day. Gun it out. Cause it's